so hi joe hi mark how are you good so just for anyone that's watching this um tim today is on a top secret mission and i'm trying to fill his very giant um ninja slipper kind of slippers um and today we're talking with joe what do you do joe so day to day here at exposure ninja uh, i'm a project manager so managing the campaigns, uh, setting the actions, looking at it at a strategic level, working for kind of Exposure Ninja and a client as well. So they get the goals that they want from the campaign mm -hmm. and we're, we're essentially going about it the, the quickest and best way. Um, also with that, I'm a team leader as well. So I have my own little dojo of ninjas who I, uh, I manage on a day-to-day -day and support in their campaigns as well. So been here about two years well over two years and okay. uh, it's been a, a great time a lot of learning Fantastic. A lot of SEO. so what is the best thing for you about working with exposure ninja i think the varying of clients i love that about it uh, so many different campaigns different kind of goals as well not always just focused on conversions or selling like brand awareness new businesses established businesses mm -hmm. I love that. I love the client interaction as well. And I, I quite like the metrics and, you know, taking something from start to fruition and reaching those goals is really, really kind of powerfully strong for me. Like it's a good motivator. I, I really like that about it. And I also like the challenges in it. I like hitting that bump in the road and getting further ahead than you thought was possible. Fantastic. So, Joe, the reason why we're talking today is about color psychology. Uh, and the impact that that can have on all different kind of marketing channels. Um, so tell me about your background in this. So similar to kind of marketing, I got into it, you know, through working in various industries. I went to university, did my undergrad in it, uh, and I specialized and did my dissertation around color psychology. Mm -hmm. After that, um, I continued on and did my master's like and I'm literally just writing my dissertation now and that's in color psychology as well. So the effect that color has on purchasing intent in web experience specifically, but a lot of my research has been around it in in different contexts as well mm -hmm. and the impact that that can have both kind of on your different audiences from a cultural point of view and also from a kind of physiological point of view because different people react differently to color stimuli so that's how it is but i love it i'm very creative i do a lot of painting and drawing so i find it a very interesting concept but it's quite intrinsic to all our lives color mm -hmm. it, it's everywhere it's omnipresent but realistically it's an extrinsic expression as well so it's kind of that juxtaposition of it i really like brilliant so cast your mind way way back what initially piqued your interest in studying this field? I don't know, like I just found it really fascinating and it's one of those areas that's really, really um, important and can have such a big impact. Um, but it's also very understudied as well in a lot of aspects to do mm -hmm. with how it's implemented. And for me, I really am interested in taking it further, potentially doing my doctorate in it as well and looking at how it can be used in twined with different mechanics like brand archetypes or looking at how it can be utilized with conversion rate optimization. So really niching it down. But I just find it a really, really fascinating kind of subject because it 
it's not only creating a psychological response, it also creates a physiological response. So I find that a really important kind of thing that it does. Absolutely. Brilliant. So I've done a little bit of reading around this to prime myself for talking with you. And I know that there's a hell of a lot of cliches out there about this means this, this means that. So I'd like to run a couple by you. Yeah. And you can say true, false and fill in the missing gaps if that's all right. Yeah. So here we go. Green means go. Use it incessantly for your calls to actions to make visitors happy to click on it. No, false. I, I, I disagree. <laughs> Um, I think this is like one of the big points of color use as well, For it's not ambiguous, but it's specific. It's about how you're using it. So relatively, if you are using green to get someone to do something, but your mm -hmm. business and your field is in something really different to kind of nature, it might create a very big disjoint in what you're doing. So it's also about the balance in how it's used. Yes, it can be used for that. It's a very refreshing, vibrant color, but it's also about how you implement it. So the one thing I often say to people about color is look up a color wheel before you mm -hmm. implement anything. So people have this idea that like your branding's say black and white, and what we're gonna do to get someone to do something is just add red on it. Like that's not necessarily not gonna work, but if you're just doing it for the sake of trying to get a reaction, it might not work the way that you expect it to. So no for me, but it can also be used well. A lovely way to sit on the fence for you there. I like I, that, I, yes and no. <laughs> I, I think it's about anything. Like I'm really reserved in saying roll anything out and it will work. It's about looking how it works for you mm. and whether or not you're doing it in a justified way. Okay, so Joe, all right, I surrender that one. This one, though, I'm pretty sure is going to get by you. Orange means action. Mm, yeah, it, it can. It's a very <laughs> vibrant color. The reason that orange is quite different, and this is so essentially you've got primary colors and you've got uh, secondary colors. So if the primary have kind of generic meanings that can be personality orientated. Secondary colors are slightly different because you're taking two colors and combining them, which have varying effects. So yellow and red can often be creative and passion. Mm -hmm. So combined, you can get a different kind of feel from it. Also with them, they're warm colors often. So interestingly with orange, if you create a cold orange, it can have quite a different reaction psychologically to a warm orange. And this can be seen inside of some of the original experiments when this first came out was kind of in the twenties and thirties about color preferences. Mm -hmm. And they did this through different um, races and different sexes and how it, how it, it interacts with you and how the stimuli creates different um, effects. Orange was a very odd one that it, it, it has elements of two very different colors so it can create quite a different response. But bright orange, yeah, can be a really good go-getting um, color and a really buzzing color as well. Often why it's good as a spot color. Mm -hmm. So as an accent, we have like really good blue, but we also have orange as an accent color. So it's quite vibrant and it offsets what is often a very analytical color. 
Brilliant. Okay, this one I'm also very, very confident about. Um, the last one is about blue. Blue is very calming. It will make people relax when they come through to your website. It is quite true, yeah. Uh, I'm going to send some <laughs> of it. I'm not going to say all of it, but I will take it. Blue, you can have a minor victory. Um, blue is, yeah, synonymous with kind of healthcare. Um, so often it's used in that because it's quite calming. This comes back to some of the original experiments with it painted in. Um, but Biran used it in using it in uh, bricks and mortar content in different healthcare environments, and it created quite a calming effect mm -hmm. on the people's physiological state. However, it's been transferred and it has been utilized in other industries as well. So often color and branding, you'll see blues used in things like IBM or digital and tech companies because it's often thought as a quite calming and analytical as well. So yeah, it is quite a calming color. Um, and this is often why you don't want to utilize it in a wrong context. So if you doing like a party network or a party website and you want to get people creative and show the buzz, creating a blue website layout may not create the mm -hmm. right image. You might have the right messaging, but the the take that people see from it might not create the right response you want, but very good in things like care homes, um, can be okay. really good in the hospitality industry like that. So one thing you just said there about, if you think about IBM or a lot of the big kind of corporates, they use the blues, that leads us on to this idea of branding. There's, there's this idea out there that um, a lot of companies, they should follow the uniform of the category, of the, the subcategory that they're in. Where do you stand on, on that in terms of color? It can be... So they're synonymous, those brands with it, because historically you have a very good identity with it. Mm -hmm. So blues can be seen like that. Um, and reds, you know, you've got things like Nike, Supreme, they, they have that sporting image. The reason that people often emulate that is because you can piggyback on that brand association or that company association. It's not necessarily that the color specific to that is also to do with the wider branding world so it's quite easy for a startup brand or someone who wants to show someone what realm or market you're in if you utilize that color it's that association mm -hmm. straight away and in a kind of ever-growing marketplace now and a global marketplace that can be quite a lucrative thing to use straight off the bat so often you'll see people piggyback off it when they're kind of trying to emulate certain brands success um, in terms of um, whether or not this is worth doing I would say to any person who's looking at designing a brand or designing a brand logo to take into context the real life application of it so if you look at someone like BP they changed their complete color because of how they wanted to appear they took on yellow and greens to be more vibrant and natural over what their previous branding was so mm -hmm. if you want to see how different markets and different consumer groups look at logos something to check out can be something like interbrand which will have kind of an overview of all the biggest brands in rank and by different marketplaces, yeah. you can see kind of 
general traits and trends in there. Um, there'll be some outliers in there as well, but often it is quite a stable thing to do. Um, There's a big um, kind of move at the moment about distinctiveness in branding. So some of the big, big players out there are actually saying, let's cut against the trend. So if your competitors are all this color, be an opposite color to that to stand out. What are your thoughts on that? Outlying is a really useful way. Um, it works for them because they've got the brand loyalty to take them with it. It doesn't always work. There are instances where people have changed their branding, not necessarily just color specific, but change that and it doesn't resonate with their audience. The difference is, for example, someone like Coke or Nike have the multi-million pound budgets and the, the, mm -hmm. the ability to reinforce if it goes wrong. It's whether or not you can change and adapt but you can always trial it so things like landing pages i think are great mm. trialing how people react to the colors and a little bit of cheap and dirty qualitative research is never never going to go amiss mark absolutely Just, I'm, <laughs> I'm a big fan of it um but do remember with color how you see it isn't necessarily how someone else sees it and different platforms mm. be very different so making sure that it's coherent across different platforms and yeah. multimedia is really important. So kind of focusing back onto websites then. So at Exposure Ninja, we pride ourselves on making fantastic looking sites, but above and beyond that, it's about making effective sites. Yes. Sites that don't just get a thousand visitors, but actually get those visitors to move down the purchase funnel, take that next step. Yes. So can you give us some insights, some tips and pointers on the importance of, of color on making people most likely to take that next step? Yeah, I think like when you look at web experience, there are different elements to it. So people use different frameworks. I have one that I like and I, I look at things differently through it. Aesthetics are kind of one element to web experience. Color can be really used to draw someone's attention to something. Mm -hmm. You know, the which color is maybe irrelevant at this moment, but it can be really used powerfully to draw someone somewhere. And that's the important thing about it. It's being utilized in a kind of holistic way. If you design any website, and we see it so much here where people go often very style over substance, they don't convert and they're like, well, I, you know, I paid thousands to get this done. And it's like, well, yes, but it doesn't actually tell anyone what you do. So in a day and age where people need that visibility mm -hmm. and that quick fire synapse going, it's a really useful way of drawing your eye to that. So it is definitely something to look at if you've got a very kind of monocolored um, website and, you know, a nice hero image and you've got your call to action. Maybe you can split test how people react to different colors. Not even if you're feeling super brave about changing the color, different tones have a really different effect. So mm -hmm. maybe take it away from being a cool red or a cool green to a kind of warmer green and see if that has an effect. You know, there's really good things out there to map and use data to inform this decision as well. So. You know, things like heat mapping are really great to look at how people 
you know, utilize the site and also split testing as well. So mm -hmm. do it in different, if you want to show a red or want to trial a red in a call to action or as a banner header, do it and, and try a warm red and a cold red and see what the data suggests. You know, I'm not saying that you roll everything out in one go, but you can trial and make tweaks. And it is the little tweaks that will make a big impact in the long yeah. run. You know, that percent can be the difference between, you know, a lot of profit and a little profit. So, you know, that's what I so would definitely say. That's interesting because one thing a lot of people do is they make 50 different changes on their website at one time, put it up online, and then they don't have any way to actually understand what's making that change, that impact. And so, that's key, yeah. Yeah. It, you know, it, in any aspect, that's one of the things that we would say, and that's what we really pride ourselves on is a lot of data here, and everything we do is underpinned by knowledge and knowing what impact that's had further down the line. You need to make sure that whatever changes you're making, you know, whether that's color or conversion mm -hmm. rate optimization movement, you've got a baseline to earmark that against. Otherwise, you're not necessarily making the best use of your time. No, absolutely. And I think online, yes, but offline, exactly the same. Yeah. If you're doing mail outs, that sort of thing, change yeah, one there's thing. There's ways to do it. You can always measure it. And, you know, and that's why I say, you know, don't roll it out on a whole, you know, traditional marketing campaign, mm -hmm. do it in segments, different print runs, see how the reactions different, track it with different codes. If you're driving them to the website, there's loads of ways to do it to make sure what you're doing is effective mm -hmm. so that you're not so far down the rabbit hole that you can't pull back if you see that it's not something your customers like. But it also means you're more agile, which is really, really great in this day and age that if you do need to change direction or you want to move down a different kind of avenue, you can do that quite easily without having to change everything in one go. Wise words. Thank you. Um, one of our highest converting sites recently only had two colors on it. It had a very dark blue. Yeah. and a really bright kind of yellowy orange. Yeah. Um, what does uh, color psychology say about this, the importance of this kind of high contrast? High contrast is really great because it essentially what it does is it draws your eye to both. It depends how it was utilized. So I'd imagine one was probably in the background and one was in the foreground more. Yeah, so absolutely. It creates like an atmosphere. Um, I'm going to guess that the blue was in the background and the orange One was point, correct. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the blue creates an environment, essentially, and it creates a relaxing atmosphere and the yellow highlights and creates the energy where you want it. So it can be really useful. Um, often it's about the application in little ways is a lot more clever than taking your whole website and putting it all to blue or all to orange. It's about um, the background that it sits on, because I think mm -hmm. one thing that you have to remember with color is um, and one one way it's really hard to test it as well and why there's so much research and different kind of opinions on its application is it, it's never away from bias because there's no color without another color. No, absolutely. So yeah. just in something, there's always other stimuli involved. So it's just about, you know, the applications in small ways. Um, but that's what I would suggest of why it was so 
powerful and I bet it had a really good call to action, a really good message, and it was really clear and succinct in what it wanted. It wasn't mixed messaging to its audience. No, you're right. It had a great team of ninjas behind it, not just one. Um, no, sadly, <laughs> not the PM for that one. But. Um, in terms of common colour mistakes, are there any that kind of spring to mind? Yeah, people using really bright colours. You've got to make sure it's readable. Um, so mm -hmm. colour on text is often a very, very important one that people use a colour to highlight um, the importance of something, but don't think about how it can be perceived by different audiences. So colour as a whole can influence a bias decision kind of in different ways depending on the individual customer but if you put yellow text on a white background no one's going to be able to read it mm -hmm. so if you're going to do things like that make sure it's got an outline and it's visible um essentially the culture of the audience needs to be kind of taken into consideration and you can easily research you know different ways that culture and color effect um, and how it resonates differently so before you implement anything like that make sure it's visible to you don't just try that on your desktop try that on your phone try that on your tablet be mindful that people look at things in multiple different ways mm -hmm. to make sure that it transfers across um, and then tie it in with your traditional as well because I think like you'll agree with branding you want it to be coherent the whole way through it, one of the worst things you can see is someone's bond or brand identity in traditional completely different in digital because it just creates this mismatch and then people are not not trusting so much of it or worry whether or not they've got the right person so making sure that it's coherent throughout is really mm -hmm. really important no you just made me think when you mentioned culture i know there's been a few really famous examples over the years of massive cultural faux pas with yeah. using the wrong colors yeah, um there's definitely. one i know united airlines i don't know if you know about this one where the cabin crew they all wore a, a flower in their lapel yeah and they started a new route in the pacific isles and they had a white flower which had the connotation of what people wore to funerals so yes. it's something so simple to check and yet and very rarely do we it's it's a really important thing to check and there are some really great kind of bad but great horror stories out there if you google them and and there are and you you look and you think oh why 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 but it is just that not thinking about your business in a kind of more global context mm -hmm. and with now it's even more important to consider the context and the people who are going to be viewing it because we live in such a multicultural society making sure it's it's received well is really important also you know be aware that you can target different audiences if it's like that and you can yeah. create an association there are ways to do things to create a niche or an association in certain you know cultures and and in certain industries so you know it's about experimenting but experimenting in the right way and you know Google is your friend, just type it in and find out. And those associations will be there to be able to see. So, you know, with me, I, I really want to see color done strategically and put in an important way. But 
thought out as well. So how it can be utilized through its digital experience and a retail application if needed. Yeah, an integrated usage. Yeah. An um, integrated marketing approach, yeah. Like that. Imagine, that first, imagine yeah. if people did that. <laughs> the impact of that is night and day. When yeah. everything ties in together, wonderful, wonderful. Um, one thing that we know is super important is actually getting people to trust when they come onto a website. Yep. So is there anything that people can do to, to make best use of color, to make them feel that the site is more credible, that sort of thing? Um, I mean, I suppose this doesn't necessarily come with the color, but making sure you've got those brand signifiers on there. So if you have accreditations and if you have um, governing bodies, getting them on the site and making sure that they're in tune. But for some industries, you can change maybe the logo color to be mm. in tune with yours. So I've seen some really great ones in um, like recycling plants where they had some of the accreditations, but they've been in like varying different colors of green. That was really clever and really like nice to look at. And it highlighted how ethical they were as a company but wasn't like overtly in your face. So it was a really nice kind of homage to it. So just mm -hmm. keeping it in tweak with kind of your colors, that's how I do it um, and just not go well off piste with it. Okay, so this is great all about websites and calls to actions and color schemes. How does this impact upon say advertising? So if you're advertising say uh, on different social platforms or YouTube, should color be an important consideration there? I think it should be an important in kind of consideration in everything you do, but it is a, a holistic kind of way about it. With social media, for example, like it's about the readability of it. If you're putting out posts that are really bright and vibrant and glaring and people are going to have backlights on their phone, is it going to be readable for them? but it's also about standing out in the right way. So mm -hmm. for example, one of the best things to do with colors is get color palette. You can look at a color wheel, find out what you want to use and then stick to that. You know, Don't go really off piece with it. If you're getting engagement, you can see it, you can work out the colors that you want to use, the tertiary one. And it also provides a framework for other people within the company. So this is really great if you're scaling or you've got multiple people messaging on different social media platforms, you can give them the colors that you want to use and the palette that you want to use. And if you're doing it on different products or different um, kind of different messaging that you want to achieve, you can use different palettes for those. So things like your typeface or your banner headers or even the background color, you can mm -hmm. have these pre-decided. So it can be used in a kind of like digitized way. So you know what you're using and it's standardized throughout the different platforms. But, um, you know, if it's going to be short lived, make sure that it is colorful and will grab people's attention, but just that it's in keeping with what you're doing. So don't go completely off to the, the left or right. So brilliant, Joe. I know you're a very busy man. You've got a lot of campaigns to go and mastermind. But if you could leave us with one important takeaway when it comes to color psychology, what would it be? Oh, it, it's super, super important to get it, you know, nail on the head with it and making sure that it works for you and works for your customer as well. And I think it's 
my main one is making sure that it works for you and your customer. So mm -hmm. a lot of things that you see in marketing, people say, well, I that's what I think, or that's that's what I like. <laughs> it's like, yeah, but is that what your customer likes? Mm. Speak to your audience and trial things and get the data to back it up. But also don't be, you know, scared to experiment. You know, the wonderful thing about digital and web experience is that things are easily tweakable and easily revertible. Just make sure that you're tracking the changes. Brilliant. So I'm going to drop a big, heavy pun now. This has been absolute gold. Thank you, Joe. Thank you. Thank you very much, right. Mark. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye. Hope you found this video useful. And remember, if you enjoyed it, click the little like button. If you want to check out more videos from Exposure Ninja, then don't forget to hit the subscribe button and that little bell icon, or leave us a comment if you've got any questions or suggestions of things that you'd like to see us cover in future. Don't forget, if you want some help with your digital marketing, then you can head over to ExposureNinja.com forward slash review and request a free website and digital marketing review. What will happen here is we'll ask you a few questions about your website and your goals, and one of our team will then put together a 15 minute video where we'll show you how to improve your website's ranking, your traffic and your conversions. It's completely free of charge. I know, crazy, right? But danger, there is a chance that you'll become a client after seeing this review because it'll blow your socks off. I have to be honest, but don't let that put you off. Go to ExposureNinja.com forward slash review and I look forward to seeing you in the next video.